Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the EFES podcast. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. Thanks for jumping on and joining us. It's not our morning call, which is typically how I intro that. This is the FS Nation podcast, episode 17. I'm your host, Chase Shurek. Appreciate you guys jumping in with us and listening in. We've had some really good feedback. We've had some people really reaching out and wanting to learn more about, um, you know, who we are after getting, you know, 16 prior episodes out, which has been really neat to get to know some of you out there. Uh, today, we've got a very special guest on with us. I know I say that every time. This one is a special guest, and I say that should make him laugh a little bit, but also I've uh, gotten to know him over uh, over uh, some time here. It's been a blessing to be able to work with him. Uh, he's got a, a rich history in the business, even at uh, the ripe young age of what, Wesley? 32 I'll be, years old? I'll be 34 this month. 34 this month. So we've got Wesley Shepard, president of Haven Financial Network on with us. Wesley, thanks for jumping on with us, buddy. Awesome. Appreciate you having me on, Chase. I'm looking forward to the episode. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. We, uh, you know, not to quote Hank Williams, but I will. Uh, this podcast, we like to get all our rowdy friends together and uh, and talk shop, talk business, and just provide, you know, free content to those out there listening in because we know if, if you're on social media out there listening in, you know, there's a lot of questions that get asked. Agents, for some reason, unfortunately, agents are out there and they're kind of, you know, searching for knowledge, searching for insight because they're left to their own. And so we're hoping this podcast can be a little bit of a beacon for them, get some insight, get some knowledge they can put into their business to help their business grow. And so today, Wesley, in preparation for this podcast, man, we were talking about a multitude of different topics to go over. Absolutely. And you brought some really, really good ones up. And uh, that was awesome to be able to collaborate with you a little bit on that. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think the first one we're going to kick off with is something that I know it gets talked about enough. It doesn't get drilled down into, but good mentors, great leaders will help new agents and can, you know current agents that are producing consistently talk about just that word. Um, one of the great ways to be consistent, or I'm sorry, productive and, uh, and, and be successful in the business is to find consistency. So tell us a little bit about your mentality with that and how you train agents to find consistency. Absolutely. Consistency, you know, it's, it's a, the tricky thing and it's, uh, it's as in sales and what we do, you know, sometimes we get a lot of agents and even myself in particular, it's, it's easy not to be consistent because we're so focused on that one result. So maybe you come in to a week and you, your first three appointments, you wrote, you know, more this week than you wrote last week, but we don't can sometimes consistently finish out those, that week of, Hey, I need to run five, six, seven more appointments to hit my consistent numbers because we know this business that and that's one one reason why a lot of a, a people don't get into this business is is they think of a roller coaster, right? They think of sales as a roller coaster. And it absolutely can be a roller coaster if your activity is a roller coaster. If you're not doing the same consistent activity every week. Now we understand that if we can keep your activity very consistent, you know, instead of being up and down, up and down, but we keep it right there at the same spot, your your results are going to be very consistent as well. But when we're having weeks of where agents come in and they're doing two appointments this week. 10 appointments next week, and then 10 appointments the next week. Well, their average is not 10 appointments a week. Uh, they're somewhere a little bit less than that. So uh, understanding that that activity and that process has been huge for our agents, but also for myself personally and making sure that I'm staying consistent with interviewing, uh, recruiting, and uh, also uh, application myself. Yeah, the mentorship that you, you're consistent with your mentorship. I know that we get to see that on a regular basis. You know, for consistency, and this was part of our conversation, and it seems to be, you know, 
a consistent theme when we're talking about consistency, which is you have to have winning habits and it has to be a foundation of what you do. Every successful person that I've ever worked with, whether it be as a personal producer, an agency builder, entrepreneur in general, they have consistent habits. Let's talk a little bit about that to go along with finding consistency. Absolutely. So I'd say one of my biggest things that I teach every new agent that we talk about is in consistency starting off is is reading. Um, I, I think that that's the most single most important thing you do before you work on your business is developing yourself first. Um, and I would say that that comes in the form of reading. Um, you can listen, you can use audiobooks. I think reading is going to be a little bit better, but audiobooks are still great. Matter of fact, there's sometimes I do both. Um, but consistently reading, I'd say an average of a book a month. I try to listen to one a month and read a book a month. Um, however, that over the last 10 years of my career have been very, uh, very influential. But that's where I start. Number one is self-development, self-improvement. Um, because if we, if we're trying to, you know, if we're a, a six trying to lead a 10, it's not going to work out very well. Um, whether it's yourself or you try to lead another teammate, um, we want to make sure that we can help you be more consistent over the long part. And that becomes because you've developed yourself in your mindset. So you can even start to really be consistent in other things. So you start with the mindset, imbibing good information, knowledge that's going to help you continue that evolutionary process, that growth. What are some of the winning habits that you've seen from 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 people that you've worked with that have gone from new to consistently producing? Absolutely. So again, you know, it's it kind of piggyback off what we said earlier, but is is one is is consistently buying leads. Um, that's going to be uh, number one uh, outside of self growth and self development is if you're trying to run a, 10 appointments a week and you've only got 10 leads coming in and but you don't buy any of the next week and then you buy some and you don't buy any, you it's a vicious cycle. It's really hard to have consistent activity and that's consistent activity through dialing, through running appointments, through actually writing the application um, and follow up. If you don't start with a consistent lead flow and that looks like it should be looking like bleeds every single week. Um, so you should always be replenishing your storehouse so that way you can go out and um, have more consistent sales. And I mean, just the same way that McDonald's, they have inventory, they have hamburgers on the shelf in the freezer or the cooler. I don't know how they prepare the burgers. I assume they're frozen. Um, but those burgers on the shelf, they have to have those in inventory before they can even make the sale at the, ca at the cash register. The same way for agencies, you have to have enough resources to be able to be consistent. So that way, once you have enough resources, now you can be consistent in your dialing, which, you know, putting it in your schedule, you asked what some of those tangible things putting these things into your schedule, um, you know, buying leads, you know, there's a certain day that your organization has to, has leads that you have to buy on by. If that's the case, make sure you put that in your schedule. Hey, I need to order leads by this date. Um, if you're a manager and you have to uh, distribute leads, put that into your schedule that, Hey, I have to have these leads sit on every week at this time. Um, you know, and if you're dialing, what days are you dialing? I personally love Saturday mornings. I think it's a great time. There's people that are, they're home, they're not doing anything yet. They're getting ready to go do stuff in the afternoon, but they're 9 to 12 a.m. in the morning or 12, 9 to 12 p.m. in the morning. They're not really doing anything. So it's a great time to catch those people home. But just having that time schedule, whether it's Saturday morning or throughout the week, every day, just having it scheduled in your in your schedule. Yeah, I, I love it. It's It goes back to a topic that we had talked about in the past, and I know that you hear it uh, on the morning calls that you and you and your agents join each morning with us. We do a morning call. And part of the reason we do the morning call, yes, it is to bring, you know, educational content to the agents that we serve to help them get better. Uh, but part of that was also subconsciously, not to trick anybody, but subconsciously, it was also to cre uh, help create a, a winning routine. 
you know, to be able to help them know that I've got a call at 8 a.m. if I'm Central Standard Time. I've got at 9 a.m. if I'm East Coast. Lord of mercy, 6 a.m. if I'm on the West Coast. <laughs> but, uh, and we've been in Vegas, you know, at the leadership trip of waking up at 6 a.m. It was like, oh, yeah. But having that built into their routine, they know the moment their feet hit the floor, I've got a call at this time. And hopefully that bleeds into, to your point, I know the time that I'm going to hit that first door if I'm knocking or if I'm going to make my first dial, I know I'm going to do it at this time here. And it it breeds success because you, you know you have those objectives to do every day. Absolutely. It's big. It's big. I mean, that's that's something that every top producer, like if we uh, in the mornings when we uh, when we have a, a top producer speaking on the call, you hear them talk about their schedule. We had Tony, you know, who does three hundred fifty thousand a year in the final expense space. He told us the other day, I know that I'm hitting on my first door at nine thirty every day. I'm hitting on that first door at nine thirty. What happens in between and before night or before nine thirty? You know, that can be a, you know a mixture of different things. But then also to your point, uh, having your weekly schedule, like I know my office day to get things cleaned up is here this day. The other days I have allocated to revenue generating items, sales related items. Uh, you talk about atomic habits, atomic habits. Well, for those that are listening in, what exactly does that mean? So atomic habits are the macro habits that go into your decision. So it's a book by James Clear. Um, it's a phenomenal book, heavily recommended. Um, and often if you hear we are on our Wednesday call with our agents, we talk about a book of the month that we go over. So um, we're always talking about this and this is a book we're doing right now for this month, but it's a it's a really phenomenal book where James Clare goes through and just dissects and helps you understand it's not these these radical changes you have to make in your in your life, your career, et cetera. It's the atomic habits, the very small habits that get you to the the next step, those build into atomic habits and help you ha- have the great results you want. Um, one of my favorite things in the book that is just kind of really brought home for me the the importance of these habits and the people that you associate with, things you do is he talks about this lady who had, um, she smoked all of her life and she always would smoke cigarettes and ride ho- on horseback with her friends. And she had stopped smoking and been cold turkey for like 20 years. And this habit, so she changed her habit. She was no longer smoking. She's no no longer riding horses, no longer associated with those friends that she did that stuff with. But she went out like 20 years later, hadn't had a thought about a cigarette. Um, But she went out to uh, a horse farm and rode horses. And all of a sudden, she just got this urge of like, I really want to have a cigarette right now. And she had no idea where it came from. And it's because those habits had changed. But she she went back into that old habit of, I went horseback riding. When I went horseback riding, I had a cigarette. So... It was just a just a crazy little thing for me to kind of understand how some of these small habits have have macro and atomic uh, changes uh, impacts in your life. So that was a really good one for me that I uh, really brought home the book. So I hope that answers your question. It, it did, and I, I you talk about reading. You know, Scotty Elliott. I'll, I'll give him a shout out on this call. He, we get uh, at AmeriLife the principles. We get an email every you know every month from Scotty with a new book. It's we've got a book of the month. And we also are blessed with getting an email from Scotty uh, every morning. And I don't know how he continues to come up with this stuff, <laughs> but every morning we get an email from him. It's called the Daily Dose. And to the to the topic that we're talking about right now, it's it's not coincidence. It's fitting that you know to have winning habits to be consistent, there has to be commitment. And that email this morning that we got from Scotty was talking about just that. These daily words of encouragement are huge in today's word of encouragement, the daily dose was about commitment. You know, there's a difference between interest and commitment. When you're interested in doing something, you do it when it's convenient. 
when you're committed to, to something, keyword committed, you accept no excuses, only results. And that's a quote by Ken Blanchard. And so it's fitting that we're sitting here talking about commitment. We're talking about, I'm sorry, we're talking about consistency and habits because you have to have commitment to come hell or high water, march forward and drudge, drudge forward to go after those goals, those targets, and those aspirations. That is consistency. Those are good habits and then a winning formula to be successful. Absolutely. Yeah, it's huge. I, I love it. Yeah, I, I love that as well. And I, I like that you say the commitment and you have to be dedicated and committed. And, you know, for me, it was just really understanding more about who I was. And that's that came through through reading, through self-development, through ha- hiring coaches and talking about this, but really understanding who I was as a person. And, you know, there's a lot of times that, you're like you said, it's, it's easy if it just falls into your lap, right? You know, but if you're committed to building something or you're building agency or you're, you're you're committed to writing, you know, $10,000 a month of production. If that's what your goal is, how committed are you, are you, are you to that? And if you're committed to that, you're going to do the things you need to do. Um, but you know, a lot of times, a lot of people we, that we talk to in this industry or, Hey, you know, it'd be nice if it happened, but it's, you know, you know, they don't really are that committed. So how can we help them get committed? And that's that accountability, that partnership, um, communication is huge that we, that we find with a lot of our agents. That's you know, we we interview agents on a weekly basis, and over the last month, that's been the biggest thing that I've heard agents talk about is just communication. They want to talk to somebody that's up up a little bit higher than they are. They want to learn a little bit more. And when they've been in other organizations, they aren't having that communication. They want to talk to somebody. Um, that's something I tell my agents every time that we talk is, if you call me sixteen times a day, I will do my absolute damnness to talk to you sixteen times a day. If you talk, if you call me once a month, we'll probably talk a few times a month. However, if you're reaching out and asking me, hey, what's the next step? You're absolutely always going to get an answer from me or our staff, and we're going to help you make sure that you're getting what you need. You just dropped a little nugget, and I don't know if the audience caught it or not, so I want to highlight it because it's absolute gold. And I think this is kind of where the genesis of the whole thing is to create winning habits and to find consistency. You just dropped absolute gold, which is to be able to develop consistency and really winning habits, winning routines, you need to be able to look in the mirror and you need to be able to know you. Like if I'm somebody that hypothetically, I hate getting on the phone or I hate knocking on doors, but those are the two necessary means to get in front of somebody to make a presentation, whatever it is, you've got to be honest with yourself and understand, I don't like doing these things. So I need to prioritize these here to get these done. These are non-negotiables. This is this is paramount to the success of, of my business, but that is that's that's gold. I'll say it a hundred times, man. You got to know yourself. You got to be able to call yourself out too and hold yourself accountable so that you can see consistency. Because if you let yourself lax, like oh, I went out and made a thousand bucks yesterday, I'm going to chill today, or I'm going to go play golf today, I'm going to hang out today, I'll get back on it, you know, day after tomorrow or after I go play golf, whatever. You're not holding yourself accountable. You got to look in the mirror and you got to know. I'm probably going to try and slack off a little bit if I make three grand a day, but my goal is six for the week or my goal is five for the week. You got to know yourself. That was a huge little nugget there that you just uh, shared with everybody. Absolutely. And that's a, that's the interesting thing you said there, you know, maybe your goals, you know, I'll be okay if I hit three grand and my goal is six grand. That's also a thing of getting real with yourself of is six grand your goal is a three grand your goal. Um, and knowing which one is real. Cause if six grand is like, Oh, it'd be nice if it happened goal. Well, it's not really a goal. Three grand is your goal, and make sure that that's that's what you're actually hitting towards. Now, if you want to hit six grand, let's work on those steps of 
how many more dollars do we need to do? Do you know your numbers? Um, you know, are you tra- keeping track of your business? It astounds me how many agents I talk to that do not keep track of their business. Um, and it's, you know, I'm going for days about that one, Chase, but we'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah. And I want to reference back to, to your point. I want to reference back to, to Tony, uh, Tony Bowen, who we had on the call. Tony, consistently 350 grand a year in final expense. That's a specialty. Um, before I met Tony, as I mentioned on our call that morning, Tony, who's been on the podcast before, Tony has been paraded around on stage as a top producer with, you know, certain insurance companies, Royal Neighbors, American Amicable, certain carriers. Like one thing Tony mentioned about being real with yourself, Tony knows how much money he needs to make. Like what is his goal for that week? And then I hit my target, wife permission permitting, if she's okay with it, I can play golf multiple times this week if I hit my goal. Right. Uh, but that, but for as he said on that call, it's a non-negotiable. If I yeah, don't know if I haven't hit my number, I got to get back to work. I got to stay at it. Absolutely, gamify your gamify your results. You know, if I'm if I if my goal is you know this and I need to hit this, hey, go you know mess around, hit the links, whatever you need to do. It's well, uh, it's if you have to happy. Yeah, it's funny how that works with, you can see it consistently with top producers and top achievers and entrepreneurs, like they're, it's a non-negotiable with them. They're going after those targets. Now let's talk about mindset. Now this one, I've seen some people, social media loves to talk about mindset, but it's, I don't think it's talked about enough for the entrepreneur, that mindset to be able to go after your targets, going after consistency, uh, jump on that one for us. What, what's, what's, how important is mindset for somebody out there looking to be successful? I mean, probably, you know, if, if we're talking how important is mindset to your success in any industry, whether you're a solopreneur, you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, um, you know, it's probably as important as your will to live. Um, it's <laughs> mindset is how are you going to get to the next level? And that for for myself is, you know, and, and the people we talk to is, there's no other way to say it than it's vital. Uh, mindset, you know, things that we talk about is it comes from how willing are you to to get to where you want to go. Um, the change that that I look at, or the the thing I look at, is whenever it's important to you, to the agent, to myself, I'm thinking about the discipline beyond desire is the master key to riches, um, and. That's what I always hold on to. I had a mentor that said that to me a long time ago. Is that that, that discipline beyond desire is the master key to your riches. And a lot of people will, like I said, we talked about, will bump their head into a good sell here or there. But that discipline to get to that next step, to get to that goal, is there going to be that master key to help them on their mindset? And so that mindset comes from and it grows. Again, the theme for me is always going to be is going to be who you talk to, who you associate with, and who you who you what books you're reading um so i think that you know gets gets us there but if you want to dive deeper into another another section let me know chase yeah as, i want to shift gears just a little bit on the same topic though so as a personal producer i'm assuming it's going to carry the same also as as an agency owner as a leader as a mentor to somebody else you carry and you practice those same principles that you just mentioned right yep it does it doesn't it change deviate Absolutely. I mean, the only the only thing with mindset that changes from, in my opinion, is not really what needs to be done from an agent to a builder to a you know to you know if you want to, if you're on the pace to be an IMO owner, um, it, there's not many things that change in the mindset other than the how to. 
and the different things that are important, but it's still, your job is to take care of the clients that have requested help, you know, whether it be um, by, you know, by telemarketing or leads or whatever, whatever your system is, um, direct mail, it's your responsibility is to take care of the clients. You know, if you're looking, you know, if you're on the agency side of building where your job is to take care of your clients, which are your agents. Um, and that's the most important thing to you at that point. Yeah. It's, it, and, and one thing that goes along with what you said that just comes to mind as you were sharing that about mindset is, and they talk about this a lot in athletics. It's also talked about in business as well, for good reason. You know, there are controllables. There are things that we can control. There are things that we can't control. The one there, There's a few things that we can't control, but two things we talk about, we teach on. Um, once again, it, it you hear it in athletics, you hear it in business, attitude and effort. You know, if you're somebody who leaves the house today and you got a piss poor attitude and you're going to complain about stuff, um, you know, this is this is something I'm doing a shameless plug for Scotty again. But, you know, in one of the one of the messages he sent over, you know, it talks about attitude is key. And there's some really good just information that talks about for that daily dose of attitude. If you can almost speak things into existence based off of your attitude and back to your point, mindset. If you leave the house today and you say, I'm going to go and I'm going to get beat up. I don't want to go out. Oh my gosh, nobody's going to answer the door. These appointments are going to no show me. That's probably what's going to happen most likely. But if you go out there with a positive attitude, not to Tony Robbins, anybody, but if you go out there with a positive attitude that I'm going to make it happen today, I'm going to put great effort forth. I'm going to give everything I can and I'm going to leave nothing to be questioned that I did. I didn't do everything I needed to do. There's something to the attitude and effort part as well. Absolutely. You can, you can only control how you respond to an action. You can't control anybody else and you can't change the past. Uh, there was a study that was done a, a while back on mindset and it's, it's a, to deal with poison ivy. We took, they took a group of, I think, I forget the number, but it was an even group, double blind study where they took certain people who were allergic to poison ivy and rubbed them with a plant that was not poison ivy, but told them it was poison ivy. And then they took people who were not allergic to poison ivy and rubbed them with poison ivy. Sorry, people that were allergic to poison ivy, but rubbed them with poison ivy and told it wasn't poison ivy. The people that thought they were getting poison ivy, even though it wasn't actually poison ivy, got rashes and bumps where the people who were actually allergic did it. So our mind is a very powerful tool in um, in anything, you know, especially when we're talking about mindset is the will to get to get done, the will to overcome, to achieve. This business is not an easy business. It's, it's a simple business. You know, we, we write insurance coverage. The person dies, we pay. Um, you know, there's other things in there, but uh, that's that's the simplicity of our business. It's not an easy task. If it was, everybody would be good doing it, getting paid $10, $15 an hour. Um, that's why we get paid what we do to have to run this business and hire agents to do it. A hundred percent. That's spot on. That's a great point. And you mentioned right there, like how we react to things is important too. Uh, if if you've ever seen me on LinkedIn or anybody out there listening in, like uh, I, I totally ripped this off. And I told you guys this at the leadership conference, my son, uh, my youngest son's football team, uh, they're a perennial powerhouse every year in the state of Texas. They just won state again for the second year in a row. And like, it wasn't even close. Like I think they had one game all year and it was a close game. Well, their motto, their slogan, um, their mantra is TPW, you know, tough people win, you know, being, being mentally tough in our business, to your point, you have to be, because even though it is a very simple business, you know, those that think it's going to be easy when they get into it and they don't have that proper coaching and mentorship, you can get beat down pretty quickly and be out of the business pretty quickly. And you were touching on that. I thought that was strong. I, mean, I want to throw that in there with it. 
Yeah. I, I love that you said that because I came into this business very cocky. Um, I was good at what I did before as a restaurant manager. And, you know, I knew I was good at it. I, you know, I had the results to show it. And I thought it was going to be a simple transition. And I came out, I had some initial success. All right, let's go. And that's for the next nine months struggling because I try to do it every other way but the way that was that I was coached to do it, right? I think that's one of the things that I've noticed about you that is, and you said it on the podcast, so it's kind of cool. It kind of solidifies it, even though I knew it based off our conversations. You know, you are a continuous student of the game. You're you're always you, number one. You practice what you preach. You are always imbibing information. Um, you know that you know how to succeed. You know how to make the system work and make it profitable. And you're able to pour that into uh, to other people, which is what you do, mentoring and training agents. But the fact that you stay ahead of the curve because you're always learning, you're always imbibing more information to level up and evolve. I think that's something that I want everybody to really kind of listen to and kind of take away today. If you if you go out, do business, shut it down, and you don't find any part of your week where you're continuously imbibing some new things, you're not taking in good content that's going to help your business. I'm not saying something that's going to completely make you want to go and flip your business to another model or change this. If it's working, it's working. How do we enhance it? How do we make it better? And with what you're doing by reading consistently, you know, making sure that your mind is trained, ready to go, but also from a business standpoint, learning new tips and tricks on how to become more efficient. That's a powerful nugget people need to take away. Absolutely. And, and I don't know if you've ever heard me ask this, and you know, we've played some some games in Vegas together, but one thing I asked the the dealers all the time is, did I play my hand correctly? Did I do what I was supposed to do? And if not, what should I have done? Because um, I want to learn how to play the game. And that comes from not just in, you know, in insurance, uh, but also in business because they're, they're very similar, um, you know, especially, you know, a lot of agents get in this business and they, they just run and they write sales and they don't really understand how to learn the business. Um, and I spent a lot of time not learning the business to, hey, I want to make sure I'm playing my hand correctly. Am I running my business correctly? I, you know, the, the tax preparers that I work with, the, the strategists that I work with, am I doing things correctly for my business? And also, I'll, you know, we have conversations too. Hey, do you think I can handle this situation with that agent differently? Um, that's a huge one for, for as you're growing as a mentor and mentoring agents, you know, are you, are you getting with their agents and mentors? Like, Hey, I had this situation with my agent. Maybe it's, maybe you don't know how to handle a situation I'm asking your mentors above you, like, Hey, how would you handle this? Or maybe it's already done. And you, maybe it was a blow with an agent. Hey, how could I have done it better? Um, I think if you're always a student of the game, no matter what game you're playing, you're going to be very successful. That's so good. That is so good. Because uh, I I think that people are afraid to ask questions in the world we live in nowadays because they don't want to sound stupid. That's been that way for a while. But guys like yourself, you can see that. That's another attribute of those that are successful. They're not afraid to ask the questions because they want to learn. That's so good. Uh, if you're listening in, make sure you note that one down. Don't be afraid to go to your mentor and ask questions to, uh, you know, in specific areas where you feel like you're struggling. It's a big deal. Um, I love that. That's a good. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here as we're almost to that 30 minute mark, buddy. I appreciate you jumping on with us. Anything you want to throw out there as a parting shot to anybody listening in today? Well, um, I'll just say one, I appreciate you having me on the call today. I always want to be grateful for that. So thank you for having me on the call. Um, but two, if you're looking for an opportunity, um, the number at the bottom of the screen there, make sure you call in and reach out to Chase, myself. Um, we want to help you um, help yourself. Um, that's the biggest thing is we're looking for a fit here um, with, with all of our agents. And we want to make sure that you have that same fit, but also that you have the same opportunity uh, to be successful. And if anything we, we that we talked about was uh, resonated with you, 
we want to make sure that that we have an opportunity for a conversation today. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate you as well, man. Awesome doing this with you. We're going to definitely be doing it again sooner than later. And uh, you're already off and running. You and your agency are already off and running in 2024. Going to be a fun ride. So uh, appreciate you guys listening in today. If you need something, as uh, Wesley mentioned, number at the bottom, you can also go to uh, the website. If you want to get connected with Wesley and you want to speak to him directly, you like what you heard today, maybe you want to have a conversation with him, ask him some questions, as he alluded to, uh, to maybe uh, figure out some solutions to uh, potential problems within your business. Make sure when you go to the website, fill that out and put in the notes section, I want to talk to Wesley. And we'll make sure we get you guys connected. Uh, We appreciate you guys. Wes, appreciate you. We'll do it again sooner than later. All right. Thanks, Chase. Thanks for listening to the EFES podcast. For more, visit EFESNation.com and subscribe to the podcast catalog on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.